What's going on, Far, Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. How's everything going on your side of the galaxy? Nothing new to report out here on the Outer Rim, other than we survived the weekend. But now we gotta make it through another Monday. But look at it like this. For every Monday that passes, it gets us one week closer to the release of Kenobi. And that is really a positive thing. So let's get back to Bane, because at the end of last week, he just got himself captured by the Huntress. So let's see what's happening in the story now. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. <laughs> On an impulse, she bent down and retrieved the now extinguished lightsaber from where it lay on the floor beside the fallen Sith. She turned the curved handle over, inspecting it carefully. She ignited the weapon and was surprised by its weightlessness. What about this? One of the soldiers asked, holding up the duffel bag the Sith had dropped in the first few seconds of the attack. Take it with us, she said absently, not even bothering to look over. Give it to the princess. Infatuated with her new toy, she made a few slow experimental swings with the unfamiliar weapon before extinguishing it and secreting it away in one of the pockets inside her robe just as she had done with the strange crystal pyramid from the library out back. Five minutes later, they had the prisoner and their casualties in the back of the speeders, and they were heading to the drop shuttle that would take them back to Doan. As Xana brought the victory in to touch down in her designated hangar at the Sutric Four Starport, she felt a sudden sense of uneasiness. Something wrong? Set asked from the passenger seat, picking up on her discomfort. I'm about to challenge my master in a battle to the death, and I'm still not sure if I made a mistake picking you as my apprentice, she thought, then said out loud, it's nothing. Set shrugged. He was sitting with his chair reclined, his legs stretched out, and his feet resting on the dash. If he was feeling any anxiety himself, it was well masked. With the ship on the ground, Xana cut the engines. She couldn't shake the feeling that something was very wrong, but she had come too far to turn back now. Is this a premonition of my own death? Will Bane end my life tonight? What now? Set asked, sitting up and swinging his legs down to the floor. When he had first accepted Xana's offer, she had sensed a clear reluctance in him. Over the course of the trip to Sutric, however, he seemed to have warmed to the idea. Now he appeared almost eager Though Xana was aware this could all be an act. When we arrive at the estate, you need to wait outside, she said out loud. My master doesn't like uninvited guests. I'll hide in the bushes like a scared little cat pup, he promised. This isn't a game, she warned him. Everything's a game, he replied. This is just one you really can't afford to lose. If I lose, you might end up dead too. Or I could end up as your master's new apprentice. He countered with a sly grin. You wouldn't find him nearly as tolerant of your impertinence. Then I truly hope you win. Is that all, master? When Xana nodded, Set rose from his seat and executed a deep bow, his head dipping down so low, his long hair tumbled forward to hang like a silver curtain covering his head and face. Lead and I will follow, he offered, though there was something almost mocking in his tone. 
she couldn't help but wonder what Bane would have done in response to Set's irreverent behavior. The consequences would no doubt have been harsh. Xana, however, was content to let the Dark Jedi have his fun. She had wounded his ego, humiliating him by so easily overpowering him during their confrontation. It was important to let him regain his confidence. And if his jests made it easier for him to accept his role as apprentice, she was willing to put up with them. To a point. Set understood all this, of course. She knew he was pushing her, testing the limits and boundaries of their relationship. At the same time, Xana had been testing him. So far, he had been smart enough to know where to draw the line. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Leaving their bags on the ship, Xana and Set made their way from the hangar to the small customs building at the front of the starport. Chet, the young customs officer who had spoken to her the last time she'd left Sutrik, was on duty again. Good evening, Mistress Omek, he said with a tilt of his head. I'll have someone bring your speeder around. Thank you, Chet. Want me to send someone for your bags? I'll pick them up in the morning, if I'm still alive, she thought. Aren't you going to introduce me to your friend? Set chimed in. Xana silenced him with a glare. Chet obviously caught the exchange, but what he made of it, Xana wasn't sure. A few seconds of silence passed before the customs official said, May I speak with you alone for a moment, Mr. Sobek? Curious, Xana nodded at Set, who turned and walked away in the other direction, looking mildly offended. Had an unregistered dropship into atmosphere a few hours ago, Chet whispered once Set was out of earshot. Touched down in the jungle, about a hundred kilometers east of the starport. Odd, Xana thought. Seutrig 4 was located at the nexus of several key trade routes, but the tariffs and taxes charged by the customs stations were minimal. No legitimate merchant would incur the risk of landing in the untamed jungle just to avoid some paperwork and save a handful of credits. And there weren't any smuggling operations active in the region. If there were, she and Bane would have known about them. Any idea who they were? Chet shrugged. They landed outside our jurisdiction, and they didn't send off an emergency beacon, so nobody bothered to send a patrol to investigate. She wasn't surprised at the lack of official urgency generated by the unregistered vessel. Seutrig was generally a law-abiding world. As a result, planetary security was somewhat lax. It was one of the reasons Bane had chosen to take up residence here. She was intrigued, however. Did the dropship have anything to do with the unease she'd felt upon landing? You said they touched down to the east. Our estate is on the eastern edge of the city, she thought. Yeah. Showed up on the census a couple of hours before your brother got back. My brother? Oh, Chet said, mildly surprised. I just assumed you knew. He left the day after you did. Just got back tonight. Any idea where he went? The customs official shook his head. Sorry. Xana's mind was spinning with a thousand possibilities as the valet arrived with her speeder. Bane almost never left Sutrik. If he had business, people came to him. Or he sent Xana. 
Something must have come up that was too important for him to wait for her to get back. Either that, or he had business he wanted to deal with personally. And if that was the case, was it possible he had sent her to Doan as a way to get rid of her temporarily? She could think of only one reason Bane would have wanted to keep her from knowing about his journey. He was looking for someone to replace her. Trouble? Said asked, wandering over to see what was going on. It's fine, Xana replied, not wanting to reveal her apprehension to either of the men. She climbed into the speeder and nodded at Set to do the same. Thanks for the update, Chet. As the speeder roared to life and took to the air, she began to consider her options. Okay, this was definitely one of those filler parts. There was no action whatsoever, but it did give us some information about the difference between Xana and Bane. Xana had more patience than that of her master. Bane would not tolerate Set's playfulness, but Xana had a different point of view, allowing Set to regain his confidence and test the boundaries of their patience. This is also where she finds out about Bane leaving the planet. So now her mind is going through all the possibilities. Plus she learns of the ship that landed outside of the port. And that's where this part came to an end. Now let's get to the quote of the week. And it comes to us from Ken Perry. He said, success is waking up each morning and deciding that today will be the best day of your life. Every day is a new beginning, no matter the day of the week. You must wake up with a positive attitude. Believe that today will be the best day, that all of your dreams will come true. If you live your best life every day, you will grow every day of your life, making your life better day after day. Okay, that's enough for today. Join us tomorrow for the next part of this amazing story. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.